Welcome to One Thin Dime, a comic book podcast focusing on the golden and early silver ages of comics. I'm your host, Sammy, a.k.a. The Comic Book Kid. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight characters and origins who may not be as well-known outside of comic fandom, but are significant to the history of the medium. Each episode, I choose a comic with a caveat that the original cover price was 10 cents. Please remember... Any characters I discuss on this podcast are the sole copyright of the respective owners. So, with no further ado, let's check out what's on the shelves of the old five and dime for my nuclear 19th episode. There is an expansive history that connects comics to the military. During World War II, many of the greatest creators from the greatest generation, served their countries in the armed services. The four colored pages of comics would follow suit with a plethora of star-spangled heroes, from MLJ's The Shield, see my second star-spangled episode, to Timely's Captain America. Readers were introduced to characters with a distinct military connection. The history of comics and branches of service would continue as part of the origins of many characters. Think about the importance of service in the foundations of Wolverine, The Punisher, and Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, after a bit of retconning, of course. The rosters of many comic companies around the world would use the patriotic nature of the comic book to provide ranks to so many of their characters. Have you ever thought about how many captains alone are in comics? Captain Canuck, Captain Carrot, or the widely used Captain Marvel, a moniker held by many heroes over the years, from Billy Batson to the Cree Marvel to Monica Rambeau to Carol Danvers, from Sergeant Rock to Sergeant Fury to Private Strong. The use of military rank adds a nuance to a comic character's title, along with a splashy logo on the cover. There is one military monikered hero that often gets lost in the shuffle. Captain Allen Adam, A-D-A-M, or better known as Captain Adam, A-T-O-M. This Atomic Avenger first appeared in the pages of Charlton Comics' Space Adventures. Much like the other members of Charlton's lineup, there's a story history to this captain, making him a great addition to our One Thin Dime lineup. With that said, let's check out Captain Adam's first appearance in the First Appearance Flashback. My source for this episode is Space Adventures, Volume 2, Issue 33, published by Charlton Comics, March 1960. I access this issue from the website Comic Book Plus. The scene opens as Captain Alan Adam is making final adjustments to an Atlas missile's warhead before its launch from Cape Canaveral. After dropping a screwdriver, Adam realizes that he does not have enough time to exit the missile, and it launches into space. The captain is rendered unconscious by the concussive G-forces, while the timer tick-tick-ticks his impending doom. The warhead is set to explode. As the general and sergeant mourn his death, Alan reintegrates on the launch pad, now highly radioactive. Adam tells the officers that they can use the special lightweight metal, diulistel, 
to create a wearable suit to contain the radiation. Once he is clad in the material, Captain Adam asked the top brass to attend a demonstration of his newly found powers. Definitely no learning curve here, as the newly named Captain Adam is given a specially made costume complete with atomic chest symbol, two saboteurs who call each other Comrade, Cold War anyone, launch a Jupiter missile complete with hydrogen warhead from the Cape to wipe out a city in their country, furnishing an excuse to begin a total war. Captain Adam leaps into action, intercepting the projectile in space and detonating its warhead harmlessly. Adam returns to Earth, where he is informed, With your help, perhaps all of us can live in a world at peace. And that, dear listeners, was the first adventure of our cosmic crusader, Captain Adam. But who brought this atomic adventurer to life in the pages of our four-color fantasies? Guess this requires a look behind the comic curtain. Captain Alan Adam was the creation of Steve Ditko and Joe Gill. If you've listened to my Scarabede 17th episode, you got a fairly extensive background, at least for the OTD treatment, of Steve Ditko. Ditko had an astounding number of creations in his portfolio, spanning decades of comic book work, from Spider-Man and Doctor Strange to Hawk and Dove and The Creeper, Ditko made a resounding impact on comic book history. But how many people out there know as much about writer Joe Gill? After growing up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Joseph P. Gill got his start in the fledgling comic book industry with Lloyd Jaquette's Funnies, Inc. packaging service. His brother, Ray Gill, was an editor at the company. Though many of his early stories were not credited, Historians have been able to deduce that some of Gill's work was sold to Timely Comics. Gill is believed to be among the scripters for Captain America, following Joe Simon and Jack Kirby's departure from their creation. The first confirmed credit for Joe Gill is for Novelty Press's Target Comics, Volume 8, Issue 11, cover dated January 1948, in the one-page text story, Following Orders. Gill continued to write for comics, even as the superhero trend was beginning to fade. Joe would pen stories of the western and teen humor strips that were quickly gaining popularity among readers. By the 1950s, Joe Gill would find himself working for Charlton Comics. While at Charlton, Gill would accumulate an interesting list of co-creations. One of Charlton's earliest forays into reviving the hero class would be the two appearances of the character Zaza the Mystic. Gill, along with Rock Mastrosario and Charles Nicholas, would create this gypsy fortune teller turned police advisor. It would be during the 1960s that Joe's collaborations would lead to characters that are still prevalent today, along with creators such as Steve Ditko, Pat Boyette, Frank McLaughlin, Bill Fracchio, and Tony Tallarico. Joe would revive two incarnations of the Blue Beetle, as well as co-create Peacemaker, Judo Master, and of course, Captain Adam. Joe would write scripts for DC Comics' first run on the title Secret Six in 1969. Gill would also team up with up-and-coming Canadian artist John Byrne 
to create the series Doomsday Plus One for Charlton in 1975. After retiring, Joe Gill would supply the occasional story, but his last credit was actually as a colorist for the small press printer Anaya on the title Ebony Warrior, June-July 1993. Now that we know a little about the writer behind the creation of Captain Alan Adam and his nuclear nom de guerre, I think we need to check out his history in comics. Guess it's time to look at the Captain's Titanic Timeline. Captain Adam would continue to feature in Space Adventures from issues 33 to 40, March 1960 to June 1961. He would return to the title for issue 42, October 1961. Later, Charlton would reprint those first adventures in the pages of Strange Suspense Stories, starting in 75, June 1965. The Captain would take over as headliner of his own series, continuing the previous numbering from Strange Suspense Stories with issue 78, December 1965. The short-lived series, only continuing to issue 89 with cover date December 1967, became part of Charlton's Action Heroes line and would include the introductions of the heroes Nightshade and the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, as well as villains Dr. Spectro and Punch and Julie. Adam would appear in three issues of Charlton's young talent book, Charlton Bullseye. Issues one and two of the Bullseye would include the stories Showdown in Cenuria by John G. Michaels and Two Against Cenuria by Roger Stern, both tales with inks by John Byrne. The Captain would return for issue seven of the series, May 1982, before making an appearance in the AC Comics Americomics special, August 1983. Along with his other Charlton compatriots, Alan Adam would make the jump to DC Comics for the Crisis on Infinite Earths event, starring in issues 6, 7, 9, 10, and 12, September 1985 to March 1986, respectively. Captain Adam and the other Charlton heroes would be given the multiverse designation of the short-lived Earth-4. Following Crisis, DC would launch Captain Adam, changing the original concept, renaming him Nathaniel Christopher Adam, using the man-out-of-time aspect to the story. This would be explored in the pages of Captain Adam 1, March 1987, and running until issue 57, September 1991. During his time at DC, Captain Adam would appear alongside the newly minted Justice League International with Issue 7, November 1987. Adam would be a member of the team until the formation of the Justice League Europe series, cover dated April 1989. For the DC event Armageddon 2001, May 1991, Captain Adam was in the intended identity for the villainous Monarch, until a last-minute switch placed the Fiend's alter ego on another Ditko creation, Hank Hall of Hawk and Dove. Adam would be part of the very 90s Extreme Justice series from February 1995 to July 1996. Adam would appear with his former Charlton action heroes in the Law Living Assault Weapons miniseries, September 1999 to February 2000 
as well as with his former Justice League squad in formerly known as the Justice League, September 2003 to February 2004. The captain would return to his more military roots at the behest of then-President Luthor in the pages of Superman-Batman issues 1 through 6, October 2003 to March 2004. Adam sacrificed himself at the end of the arc, only to show up in the Wildstorm universe in his old yellow and red togs from the Charlton days for Captain Adam Armageddon, issues 1 through 9, December 2005 to August 2006. This was printed under the Wildstorm imprint. Adam would return to the DCU with Infinite Crisis, issue 7, June 2006, taking part in the multiversal event Countdown as a new version of Monarch in the weekly miniseries Countdown Arena, February 2008. Captain Adam would be given a backup feature in Action Comics from issues 879 to 889, June 2010. Following Brightest Day, Captain Adam would rejoin his JLI teammates once more for 24 issues of Justice League Generation Lost, July 2010 to June 2011. Both New 52 and Rebirth would see the reinvention of Captain Adam. The New 52 series ran for only 12 issues from September 2011 to October 2012, while Rebirth led to the miniseries The Fall and Rise of Captain Adam, March to August 2017, which saw Nathaniel Adam given a new identity as Colonel Cameron Scott. Most recently, Adam appeared in the Jeff Johns Doomsday Clock, Issue 9, May 2019, and Tom King's City of Bane, Part 2, in Batman 76, October 2019, where he is beaten somewhat unceremoniously by Gotham Girl. From solo star to team leader, Captain Adam is among one of the most respected heroes in the DCU. But where else can we find our radiated idol? Maybe we should look at some heroic inspiration. Like many DC characters, Captain Adam has not been portrayed yet in live action, but he has a number of appearances in animation. Adam first appeared in Cartoon Network's Justice League Unlimited Season 1, Episode 1, Initiation, airing July 31st, 2004. He would appear in 13 more episodes, either in cameo or team roles of the series, with the identity Nathaniel Adams. The Adams persona would also be included in two episodes of Batman the Brave and the Bold, Season 3's Episode 12 Powerless and 13, Crisis 22,300 Miles Above Earth, October 21st and 28th, 2011. When DC and Warner Animation decided to animate the Superman-Batman comic story I mentioned earlier, Captain Adam was included in the tale. Superman-Batman Public Enemies would debut September 29, 2009. Captain Adam would also appear in the animated feature Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox, an adaptation of the Flashpoint event that led to the New 52 timeline. Adam also appears in both the Injustice and DC Legends mobile games, 
as well as the massive MMORPG DC Universe Online. In another nod to comic book history, it is our silver-clad sentinel that provided the inspiration for the creation of Dr. Manhattan in the pages of Moore and Gibbons' Watchmen. And with that, I guess I'll close out this episode. Like the atom, I guess it's time to split. No matter which version of Captain Adam we see, this shining nuclear knight is a mainstay in comic book history. From his beginnings as Captain Alan Adam to his multiverse-hopping adventures, the Captain can definitely stand toe-to-toe with any hero or villain he comes up against, with the exception of Gotham Girl. I can only hope that DC, Warner, or AT&T will decide to include Captain Adam in some way into the comic, television, or big screen stories. I would so love to see an animated version of the Bwahaha Justice League. I hope you enjoyed my exploration of Captain Adam. If you like my show, please leave me feedback on your podcatcher of choice or just tell a friend. The show is available on Apple, Google, Overcast, Podcast Addict, and Amazon Music. Additionally, you can email me at onethindimepodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate any creative comments that can better the listening experience. Well, it's back to work. I think my manager is taking points from the military himself now. The five and dime is starting to feel more like KP than AMP. (laughs) So with that said, join me again for my sterling 20th episode. And just remember, all these adventures were once available for one thin dime. Thanks for listening. Thank you.